never know where you're going if you don't look back Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black You got a relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past that can bring you to You got a relic, you come far and few Remember what you do, it comes back on you A relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past that can bring you to You got a relic, they come far and few What's good people? This is the Relic Podcast, I'm Chad Snow and thank you for listening. And my mic sounds nice. And the reason I know my mic sounds nice is because Adrian told me that my mic sounds nice. This is episode 67. And I have Adrian back. Because we, if you listen to 66, we had a little conversation that went an hour. And I was like, man, we could have talked for another hour, two hours about just random stuff. So he's back, and that's what we're going to do on this episode. We don't have a format. I don't even know what we're really going to talk about, but I'm going to unmute him. And I'm actually, Adrian, going to start with a story that, because after we talked last week, it was like all these memories started chugging back into my brain. And I was like, oh, I remember this one time, and oh, I remember that, and oh, I remember this. So I'm going to start with a story. I don't know if you're going to remember it or not. All right. So I'm sipping some coffee right now, my decaf coffee. I don't I quit caffeine like two years ago, but oh, I, I, still, I still I yeah. still like <laughs> God bless me. I still love the taste of coffee sometimes. But I'm drinking it out of my favorite cup, which is uh, my House of Pain cup. And any of you guys that know me know that I'm a huge House of Pain fan. House of Pain, Everlast, DJ Lethal, Danny, all those guys. But I don't know if I ever would have become a House of Pain fan if it wasn't for Adrian. Ooh. See, he already doesn't remember this. Yeah. No. Um, so, so I'm going to take you back a little bit because I'm a hip-hop head, as most of you guys know, too. Everlast, who was the lead rapper for House of Pain, had a solo record back in like 88 or 89. And he was on Ice-T's Rhyme Syndicate in one of his good songs was called syndication and he was just a, a one of the few white boys out there that was rapping and then all of a sudden you had like vanilla ice and then you had marky mark and third base third base was all right i guess i was never a huge fan of third base and i was a got introduced to hip-hop from gary do you remember gary Gary Absolutely, Martin. Sure. Yeah, 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 all right. So, yeah. and so this is back when I was like in fifth grade. So we're talking like 82, 83. And I felt like privileged as a little white dude that was just introduced to this new music that no one in South Dakota has heard, really. And so I felt like I was part of this club that no one was part of, especially with my skin color. And I kind of took pride in that. And I didn't like other white people coming into this music. And making shitty music, it made me. It, I felt embarrassed because now, every like once it became like popular, all anyone knew was like, "Ooh, Vanilla Ice, he's a great rapper." Whatever, and we can get into that too. But I was like, "No, that's not good rap." And so I wasn't really trying to hear or listen to anyone that was white listen to rapping because I was like, "They're they're just bad." Except Everlast, I like Everlast solo album. But then all of a sudden, he just went away. I didn't know where the hell he went. He never came out with another album. Now, fast forward to like 90, it was 92. And I'm at the Y in college, coming back. It must have been on, it was summertime or one of our breaks, and you were there. 
and you were like, hey, Chad, you got to listen to this. And you had the House of Pain tape. And right away, I saw three white dudes on the cover. And right fine away, malt lyrics, right? Fine malt lyrics, yeah, of course. But right away, I saw them on the cover, and I was like, I ain't trying to listen to that. I was like, in my mind, I'm saying that. I don't think I said that to you, but right away, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Another, yeah. another corny rap group. But I checked it out, and phew, it changed the game. I was like, these guys are actually. Anyway, long story short, that's how I got introduced to House of Pain and became actually a fan of House of Pain. So then I went out and bought the, bought, bought the tape myself, and the rest is a wrap. And you don't even remember that. I don't remember that, but what's funny with that story, Chad, is that, so I moved out to Maryland, uh-huh. you know, later in high school, and in, it would have been my first year of college out there, one of my, so 92, one of my teammates, black teammates, was like, oh man, you got, have you been listening to House of Pain? And I'm like, no, who are they? <laughs> and they're like, there are three white dudes. And I'm like, come on, man. I, you know, I, don't tell me about the white rappers. Yeah, right. Okay. So you and know then, what I'm, you know exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I listened. I was like, oh man, this is good. This is really good. Yeah. Cause they didn't give it. They, it was like, because back then you had it like, like I said, I'm sure snow was out at that point too. And, and former right around right. that time. And <laughs> All these guys were yeah. coming out and it was just kind of corny and they were trying too hard to be like down and you know they would they would come out and they'd roll with their backup dancers that were all black and then their yeah. DJ was black and they had every mm-hmm. so they were trying too hard to be and I get it back in the day there's a handful of white dudes rapping sure. but House of Pain comes out and there was like they 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 took the little Irish thing and they took they were just unapologetic about, hey, we're white, yeah, so what? And then they just smacked you in the face with fine malt lyrics is what they did. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I didn't know I didn't know Everlast had a solo album before, yeah. well, White Eve Ford sings the blues, right? Yeah, that well, was way later. Yeah, that was like 96. Yeah, he, was, he, yeah. Had, a, he had his yeah. own solo okay. album. And so what made it even more funny then was you introduced me to this House of Pain group. and everlast like did not look like everlast the everlast i knew had a pony oh, had a ponytail yeah, sure had a kind of like slick back hair he always he had he would wear a suit with jordans so he had a, a certain look and all of a sudden i was like man that guy kind of sounds familiar but i don't know who the hell that is and there was nothing that said everlast on it was house of pain a group but then i looked for closer and i looked and i was like that's fucking Everlast. You look in the liner notes. You know, nowadays people don't have liner notes. That was one of my favorite things sure. about listening to music. Yeah. Getting new music was opening up the liner notes and all that. And then I found out it was Everlast. I was like, oh, that's Everlast. Okay. Oh. And then it made me like it even more. So, bam. Funny. Now, that, that reminds me too of, uh, of uh, so when I first moved to Minneapolis, somebody gave me a, a kid rock tape. And he was like a goofy rapper. And it was really, really like good and kind of goofy, but but like Yeah, before the Bob with the Ba or whatever, all that yeah, the, the rock right. rap. It was stuff. really like yeah, I think he had two two albums out. So I had two of his tapes that I listened to all the time. And then there was like a five year hiatus, and then all of a sudden this like kid rock rock rap star comes out and I'm like, 
wow, that's Kid Rock. And I then, like his old stuff, man. And then but, you had uh, that was Limp Biscuit and all that stuff. Yeah, that was back. Well, in- I even go back to I even go back to you know like people say what you will about rock rap, um, Judgment Night, like. Oh. The movie and the soundtrack, like the De La Soul. Forget about it. That was and uh, oh, that that song. I still I still listen to it all the time. De La Soul. It's, who did they? Who, they did their little. They mat- did it with. Um, I can't believe I can't think of it, but it was so good. It's yeah. Such a good. That that was such uh, a good track. That was you know House of Pain did their song with Helmets. Mm-hmm. Cypress Hill was on there. Uh, yeah, De La Soul, Booyah Tribe. Probably Onyx. Yeah, that that <laughs> tell you what that album didn't get the credit. I, it was before its time. Like that that was Onyx. Onyx was on it. That yeah. with Biohazard. Yeah, yeah, yep. Man, yeah, that album was that that whole thing was. And I've yeah. li- I've listened to some interviews on that, and Everlast kind of had the idea. He was the one that brought that to the table. To okay to like hey let's let's do this let's do it because yeah i'm not trying to get all into house of pain turn this into a house of pain podcast but no <laughs> they were trying to be a band before they're actually a rap group like they were going to do okay. the live instruments and stuff and then all of a sudden NP- mtv unplugged came out and they're like oh okay. man they beat us to it yeah. shit there goes our I, idea yeah and then so they they stuck with the rap stuff but anyway man so Going back to the YMCA, I brought up the YMCA as a little segue too. I know you have memories of the YMCA. You listen to my mm-hmm. podcast on the YMCA. I want you to share one, two, or or maybe just it's just bit one big story about your memories of the YMCA. Well, I mean, it was I mean it was the coolest place. Like you know, people talk about like free range kids these days and. How you can't do, um, you can't just, I don't know, go anywhere. I mean, we would get dropped off at the Y with what, three bucks? If that, and if we were lucky, we always, we always kind of, sometimes we had a membership, sometimes we didn't, so we could get a day pass. And there's always like a, a weird way where you could get in the side door, kind of. And there's the big, weird hangout area. And it was like, there's like what two employees working like usually like three employees in the office right. and maybe one person working in the rest of the building. Well, you said maybe you had a day pass or maybe you just didn't have a pass yeah. at all. Maybe you just right. walked in. Yeah. And just and, nodded and your head at them. Cared, yeah. And maybe they didn't care, you know, like, <laughs> which is great. And the weird, like angled tracks. So I remember I would lift, I was never a weightlifter, but I would like, we'd lift weights for like five minutes. And we'd be like, ah, good, got our workout in. And then we'd go run around the weird angled track, which was probably like a hundred laps for a mile. With the, you know, you'd you'd sprint around and you'd end up on one of those corners. Um, that used to know, have one. Laps. I, I remember one of those corners had like a punching bag that I always thought was yeah. cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I I just remembered that. <laughs> um, but that weight room was so dingy right oh it's dingy and just old school rocky balboa goes to apollo's gym kind of dingy right i can still smell it like just i spent a lot of i spent more than like five minutes of workout up there i mean i know you like to get your five minute pump in but 
<laughs> but <laughs> Eric and I, Eric and I would go there like in the yeah, mornings, sure. and I can still, if you gave me a piece of paper, I could still diagram exactly where like every piece of equipment oh, is. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, and then remember they had the uh, on the in the other room they had like the was the Nautilus, right? They had the Nautilus equipment. Oh, so yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I look back on it now, like, we were so stupid. We thought if you wanted to be a man, you had to lift free weights. And the, only, the, sure. only the wussies and the women lifted Nautilus. And that's just so stupid because you can get big doing <laughs> yeah. Nautilus too if you want. But it was just that yeah, old right. mentality where the men lift with free weights, the women and the, yep. and the wussies go to the Nautilus. Yep. Or if you go upstairs Funny. even one more floor, then you're doing aerobics. And that, that was... okay. Yeah. Right. No way, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. You didn't do aerobics. Yeah. But I was thinking, too, when your brother, he made a comment after that podcast about going down to watch the swimming in that little swing, in that little air. I totally forgot all about that. Like the the racquetball courts. The racquetball courts, for sure. Yep. And we'd go in there and just hit the crap out of the ball. (laughs) <laughs> had no business Try to being. dodge it <laughs> just stupid stuff but after yeah. he after he brought up the uh the swimming area i was like how the heck did we get down there did you did we go down through the racquetball area or was it another yeah, way it was a weird area and then another weird area to get over to that viewing area it's like that yeah. place i mean and there were so many like so crazy, yeah. And the, like the rooms, like if you if you snuck in a back door or some side door, you could go up and explore where they used to yeah, have rooms the, and stuff. It was almost yeah. like haunted or something. It was like kind of scary to go up in that area, but I just yeah. miss that place. Well, I, I remember, it, and I don't know if um, like when the new gym was built. I don't. Rem- I just always remember it being there. Uh huh. But I mean there was no like having like the YBA tournaments there. Oh, right. I don't, I mean, parents, there's like three feet out of bounds that you can just stand and watch all well, these kids play. Did you play? Did you play with Howard Hedger? So I did. So I still have some of those pictures and it's so funny because, you know, I'm sure CC Lee or Simmons, wherever you guys played, ran the same play. <laughs> Although you guys had two people, like we would literally, Eric gets the ball. Eric makes a layup. Yep. Eric gets the ball. Eric makes a layup. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just tried to stay out of the way. <laughs> we just stayed out of the way. I mean, I have vivid memories. I mean, even like the YBA logo is mm-hmm. such a classic logo. I mean, I remember the shirts and how that how that felt because it oh, was yeah. such a thick printing on your shirt. Too. And you felt so cool wearing it. You, you guys rocking oh, the orange yeah. and Simmons because in fourth grade, yeah. That's when we played in the new gym was fourth grade and they lowered the hoops and there was just like parents all around that court and then people waiting yeah. outside in the, in the old gym to get in and it was just yeah. like standing room only and you would peek in to see who was playing or check out the score if they were running the scoreboards and uh, yeah, I still, it almost gives me chills just thinking about it. Cause I can still feel that rubber basketball that we had to use and it had the, it had the logo on it. And it, like you said, the shirts had the, had the printed on big, thick, bright orange, rubbery. Yeah. And then do you remember where we played our fifth and sixth grade games? 
not offhand. Damn, I thought I was hoping you would remember because I was trying to think. Okay. I, I, I even asked Eric, and he barely remembers playing any college games. So asking him about like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> asking him about like that, he's kind of just he get, he gives me that look like you gave me when I was playing the music yeah. last episode, like that, <laughs> that blank stare. But oh, I think it was like I want to say it was like Henry Neal. Maybe Henry Neal. Yeah, was, I don't. Maybe, yeah, over by Northern. Yeah. I can't remember I don't, for sure. I don't remember. But yeah, it was, you know, it was, you know, you've talked about showing up at CC Lee and, and like which teams had which players, you know, like, you know, we had Pete Adams and and Eric and, you know, CC Lee had the Snows and maybe Keen Marshall and Tim Everhart. <laughs> was he in elementary, yeah, right? Tim, Tim was Tim was our guy. Yeah, he was. And the Southwicks were at Simmons. No, the Southwicks were at Henry Neal. Oh, they were at Henry Neal. Yeah, we were at um, Simmons. Like we, T and okay. I were at Simmons for fourth grade, and then we moved okay. fifth grade. So I don't know. Simmons had nobody after that, but uh, yeah, yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln was never a powerhouse. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so you never had to worry about them. Right. Tiffany. I don't remember like our our grade. Tiffany might have had um Toby Emery. They had Toby, that's and maybe right. Maybe one other kid. Chad Richardson but, uh, and, and Neil Whiff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, Man. Then, and then what Yeah, and, and May Overby, nobody really. I know. It was basically right? and I'm not trying to, you know, crap on anyone that's li- like listening, <clears throat> you son of a bitch. May Overby was good to know. Yeah. There was <laughs> it was basically Howard Hedger and CC Lee for yeah. fifth and sixth grade basketball. Right. Yeah. Everyone else is just trying to compete a little bit, trying to get a little cheese. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. and then we grow that's up funny. a little bit. And I don't remember, did you play junior high basketball with us? A little, barely. Man, you were such a like I brought up in the last episode. You were such a late bloomer. Just it, it was too bad because you got like after after it was all said and done, you could hang with us. Before that, it yeah. was like you should have played. You should have played junior high. How come you didn't? Or did you get into toys? I just or something? didn't. I didn't have any like anybody pushing me to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like and now being a parent, I I feel like it's really a lot of that stuff is parent driven because they need to get you there. They need to make sure you're there and mm-hmm. ready. And yeah. And it's, it's way easier to, to not sign your kids up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy to do that. <laughs> and just, oh man. And just sit back and then wonder why your kids fell off yeah. the deep end. <laughs> I know. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we, my wife and I have joked, um, you know, our boys, when they were young, they were signed up for everything. Like, and, and, you know, we'll talk to parents now. They're like, well, my kid, you know, in third grade or fourth grade, yeah, my kid doesn't really like soccer. So they don't like math, right? But you make them go to math. Right. Like, let them try it. Let them try t-ball and dance or whatever it is. Just sign them up. And, and now we, we kind of joke, like, for a few years, you know, my, our boys were signed up when they were in third, fourth grade for, um, you know, soccer, t-ball, basketball, everything, like even gymnastics, like our boys did gymnastics when they were young. And my wife and I have joked like, yeah, our girls are signed up for uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Disney (laughs) plus. (laughs) 
<laughs> you, you, you know, sometimes you're busy taking all your other kids around. You're like, I don't know what we're going to do with the girls. We're like busy. <laughs> you forgot about them. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, but, and then there's that dichotomy of like balance too. Like you wonder, like, am I putting them in too much stuff or are they, yeah. are they overscheduled? And I totally, I, yeah. And I get it. But at the same time, I'd rather be overscheduled than not, not nothing at all. Like you got the and kids. That's my wife and I. Kids. My wife and I kind of, kind of have this this thing where you know she was playing uh, stringed. She was playing violin when she was like five or four, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't playing a violin. Did you even take <laughs> and piano? So I was. Yeah, I did take piano briefly because my dad worked at Ingalls, so he worked at a music store. So I took some piano, didn't stick with it. I took some guitar, but I wasn't like, she was like, you are practicing violin today. You are studying, you are reading. Like she, like she was on this rigid mm-hmm. schedule. Um, and so she was overscheduled for sure. And I was underscheduled. So now, now we've both rebelled against that. My wife's like, well, let's give them a break. Let's not sign them up for all this stuff. I'm like, no, they have to be busy. They have to be signed up for this. So, so we kind of, Fight, fight with that, you know. With now, each other. now, did your boys? Did they complain at all? Like, oh, I got to go to soccer. I don't want to play soccer this year. How'd you handle all that? Not, not much. They didn't much because their friends played. They had a big sure. group of friends, so so they didn't. They didn't. No, they fought piano. They did piano for like. I think they each did it for six years, and they fought every single time. Man, I was. I thought you were going to say they six days. Practice. No, six years, man. Wow. And now our girls, they put up more of a fight with, with all of it, like with basketball, with soccer. They don't they don't love it, but you know, they're in fifth and third grade and they still do it. Like yesterday they had a basketball game and they play on the same team and and they they tolerated it yesterday. Well and I remember like even our mom tried to get us to do piano lessons and that didn't stick. It, we, I mean, we went, but uh, we didn't go six years. I know that for sure, but yeah, I, know. I don't know how we ended up getting out of that. Probably just another sport. But yeah. I see kids nowadays that don't play. And I'm not saying sports is for everybody, but hold right. it, it's, it's such, it's so valuable. Like being on a team, yeah. like being around it other is. kids, learning how to lose, learning how to win. Yeah going to practice just so many things that they don't get if you're not in it and then they get older and then you send them out in the real world and they don't know how to deal with people they don't know how to accept criticism they don't the boss tells them no and they want to quit and it's just like everything to me it's like play a sport get into something that's organized and something that has structure especially if you're not getting it home but if you're getting it from both sides man i think that's a win-win but Shoot, my girl's only four months old, so what the hell do I know? <laughs> I'm still changing diapers and trying not to get poop on my hands. So I mean Oh man. Man. <laughs> I can still I can still smell poopy diapers when you bring it up, man. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. It's like even this morning, you know, I was up at I get I get up early. I'm up at like two, three in the morning. <laughs> but I'm What time I, do you go to bed? Just eight, nine. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I, I've always been an early riser. So okay. now, like since Bam's been born, like I would used to get up like at three or four, but now I've pushed it back to two. So that way I can get, 
you know, if I want to work on music or still take solo out for a walk, I can get all that done before Bam gets up and I got to start changing poopy diapers and stuff. But it was like 11 yeah. o'clock or something. I remember last night even. And Kenyatta woke me up and was like, Bam needs to be changed. And I'm like, ah. So here I'm up getting changing poopy diapers and mm-hmm. it's kind of dark out and I'm not paying attention. I'm probably trying to hurry through it and I get it on my hand. And then it's like, oh, shit. Slow down, snow. It's so so many life lessons in changing a damn diaper. I always think about it. It's yeah. like, take your time, slow down, yeah. don't hurry, don't rush. Accidents will happen, and they do. Yeah. All right. So now I want to hear some basketball stuff from you. You want to talk some hoops? Let's talk hoops. Yeah. Yeah. So so Mike, you know. Um, I've showed my kids, you sent me some videos like the Huron game and some high school games. And and I showed them this week and they're like that, like you said, you'd, you'd showed someone they're like, that's a high school game. I'm (laughs) like, yeah, I mean, South Dakota, Aberdeen is just different that way. Like that whole, you know, I'm like, yeah, all these bleachers are full. And then there's people in the upper stands for a high school game. It, It was it was so fun and we so got insane. spoiled. It, we, we were we were spoiled because we didn't know any yeah. depth better. We just knew that was that was like that was the move. You, could, you either went to the Northern State games that were played at the arena, yeah, and which were packed. crazy. It was always packed, yeah. And then you yeah. would go watch the Golden Eagles play, and it was I can't remember how packed the Eagles games were as a little kid, but it, I just yeah. remember it was the thing to go to. That's what you did, yeah. And then, right, like the Ron Colley game was ep- extra crazy always. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and, and for those that don't know, listening, Ron Colley was the the Catholic school. It not was, it still is in Aberdeen, and we had play them once a year, and it was like always a huge rivalry because we just didn't like each other. I don't know if, and, and they don't even play each other anymore. Like it's not even. Really? No, they stopped doing it. Like Weird. It's, yeah. Huh. I don't, I got too crazy. <laughs> I don't even know if it was that. I think it was more just because I, I don't even know why. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I couldn't even give you an answer. It's I too just, bad. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was like the, and then they moved it to the Barnett Center, I remember. Which for oh, people that don't yeah. know, the Barnett Center is where the Northern State men's basketball team plays. It's the college in Aberdeen too. But we got so spoiled playing. And well, you got to, you didn't play for the Eagles. But you were at our games. You were always there. Oh, like ton of games. Yeah, student section and so fun. There was like, I wish I could have been like a student for a couple of those games just to be able to yeah, watch. Yeah, I bet. On the other side yeah. of it, because when you're when you're playing, or even if you're not playing, you're sitting on the bench. You don't. You're watching it from a different set of lenses, so you don't get to. You're not cheering like you guys are and throwing stuff on the floor yeah. and, you know, know, throwing Super Bowls. Yelling at the refs. Toilet paper. Ref chants. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've told my kids about these high school ref chants, and they're like, oh, my God, Dad. So they, so they watched our game, or you showed them, the, like, the Huron game? Yeah. 59 points. Yeah. And what, what, were the, what yeah. was their reaction? They're just like, wow. And then, like, just showing, like, showing him eric klein who i've talked about for a long time and yeah. like a jump shot like jump as high as you can and shoot the ball <laughs> at the peak of that jump 
yeah where now it's like uh um it's all these like set set shots these set like three-point shots like everybody shoots a set shot almost yeah, yeah. get open and shoot shoot a set shot and you're not jumping almost at all and who you, you probably have a well i know you do now you have a more of a pulse for basketball high school basketball and stuff yeah like does anyone shoot off the dribble anymore like like dribble and shoot like a jump shot or is it just either not, it's either a three uh, uh, a spot up three or a drive to the hoop well it's a it's a step back or a sidestep like okay a, so you know, it's that too oh yeah and so there's that so it's like, here, like a crossover dribble sidestep and a shot <laughs> here's my here's my thing it's like I, I, i'll watch nba uh, hardly ever though because it's hard to watch anymore yeah yeah. Hardly any college. But what I see these guys do the step back. It's like they don't they, and now I'm I'm sounding like an old man now like the old guy and the yeah. grumpy old man yeah. but I was always taught if you're going to make a move with the ball, if you're going to dribble, make it take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you're going to dribble, go right on the side of the guy, put him in jail and go by them or either pull or pull up. Now it's like these guys are doing all this dribbling and then they do a step back and they haven't moved anywhere. They're in the exact same spot. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like what 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 purpose did that step back serve you? A, a, ever, occasionally people would do step backs but it would be to create space to get a shot off. Yeah. Now people already have space and they're still stepping back. It's like, what do you do? Like, but then they make it because that's the shot they practice like for hours. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could coach anymore. No, it's it's. I coach. I've coached for years, and it's just it's a head scratcher because you know everybody wants to shoot like Steph Curry and you know launch their shot and take off towards the other basket, and and nobody can shoot like Steph Curry. No, I mean, I mean, I have kids who who they feel like if they hit the rim, it's a, it's a success. It's a win. And you have coach. Well, oh. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't say you have coaches cause I don't know who's doing it now, but if you, I'm going back to the step back thing too. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me take it back to when I was coaching. So coaching in, you know, from 1999 until 2006, it was that time frame. And that was right when like and one was the and one mixtape thing. Sure. It was kind of cool and stuff. Yeah. So kids were trying to mimic some of that crap. And there's a place for it. Don't get me wrong. I I had some flash in my game and stuff. I'm not trying to say I, everything was fundamental for me, but I just remember telling my players, it's like, if if you're gonna dribble around like that, make it make it take you somewhere. Don't just cause yeah. you're so easy to guard. Okay, you're gonna dribble between your legs five times. Then you're gonna do a little spin move, and you're gonna end up in the exact same spot. I don't even have to guard you. I just, I'll just stand here and wait for you to get done with your little <laughs> dribbling display, and then you're gonna jack up some crappy shot. And yeah, you're, you're gonna make twenty percent of the time. What? And your whole team just <laughs> checks out because there nobody wants to watch you dribble. Right. <laughs> now at all. And it's just a, an offense killer. It's a team killer. It's just uh, it's terrible to watch. And so I like I'll watch our games. I'll go back and say I'll watch our games, let's say, and 
watch Eric Gould score 30 points a game. But his shots were catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe one dribble, maybe one dribble right, yeah. one dribble left, pull up and shoot a shot in your face. And it was, you don't see that anymore. No, you don't. You don't. You don't see, um, yeah, you see it very little. Now, your son, who is, is he still averaging above 20? Yeah, he's still at like 24. Okay, so it hasn't dropped dramatically yet. He's still able. Yeah. All right. Is, can he shoot a jump shot? He can. He's got a mid range. And so, like, it's funny, like, uh, yeah, I'll get comments. Like, he's just got an old school game, kind of. But you. And I, and I harp on the same things with him. Like, if you're going to dribble, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're open, shoot it because you're not going to get more open. Right. So, why not shoot it when you're open? I was told um, my players that too. If you're open, shoot the damn ball. Yeah. Don't be afraid right. to shoot I mean, if you're open because no. then all of a sudden yeah. players start passing too much and you turn the ball over and next thing you know, you're playing defense. I'd rather have you shoot yeah. it and miss it and give us a chance to get an offensive rebound than pass up an open shot. That would always drive me nuts. But So your son, but he gets it from you who actually played some ball and didn't just watch it on TV. So you actually have some, some knowledge to be able to give to him. Instead of just say, oh, yeah, you're great. You're awesome, son. Keep shooting that 40-footer. Right. You'll make one one day. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, he was, a late, he was a late bloomer. I mean, he had kids. He, I mean, he had kids who could, you know, throw the ball at the hoop and hit, it, hit the rim, you know, in, in fourth grade. But that doesn't make that a good shot. Right. Right. You know, and he started shooting threes later. And he's always shot with good form. So when you shoot with good form, sometimes you're shot doesn't get to the hoop until sixth grade, mm-hmm. seventh grade, you know, and, and I, you know, these kids, I'm like, nice coach. So, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't get, get you very far, but <laughs> <laughs> not really, you know, so I have these, these kids who are taking these awful shots and shooting a ton of threes and shooting probably like 8% with, with like 30% or air balls, which is <clears throat> a turnover. <laughs> Right. You know, there's no rebound on an air ball. Like, so yeah, it's been interesting watching that happen and his game develop slowly. And also seeing like, I think, you know, I'm always like, why, how has my son gotten so good at basketball? How did, you know, how did Eric get so good? How did you and TJ get so good? Like what is, and how did you stick with it? Whereas I have a lot of kids like who I coached. I had a, I had, so, so mm-hmm. I, coached two teams my my older son micah who's a junior now and my younger son sam who's a who's a freshman now and they're both super hard workers um they kind of play my my younger son's more of a point guard so he has a more stressful position like having to handle the ball all the time Mm -hmm. and 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 as a parent it's so stressful to watch that too whereas my my older son's a little taller he's not he's like six three so he's not you know, people are like, well, Micah's so tall. I'm like, well, yeah, he's tall, but he's not basketball tall. Right. You know, like he's short. And that's that's what's going to almost decide where he can play. Yeah, because six. Because there's a whole different play you place you can play when you're six six than if you're six. Oh, one tell me or about six, it. Three. Kind of. Now now I also tell like I'll have parents say, Yeah, 
my kid's short, so he can't play basketball. I'm like, well, that's you. That's not true. I mean, sure, Muggsy Bogues is a, like a once in a generation player, but I mean, there's a ton of five eleven, five ten kids who can just do other things. I mean, uh, you know, my my son Micah, who's six three, hates guarding five ten guys because they're so quick, they're so fast. Well, I remember too. You say that six three. What I'm six two. You're about what six two two. We're about the same size as far yeah, as height six goes. One, six yeah, six one, six two. Yeah, yep. And and what were you listed at, Chad? Six three, probably. You're all, you're, you always okay. lie, you always lie about your height a couple inches oh, yeah. if you can. I think yeah, I was listed at six sure. three. I remember growing up though. I was, you know, my cousin Jim Griffin, six ten yeah. or six nine, six eight, whatever he was. Yeah. His brother, Michael, six, seven. My mom was even tall for a while. So that side of the family, the Griffin side was tall. And so growing up, I was like, I'm going to be six, six. I'm going to be six, seven. Can't wait. Perfect. And I was tall as a kid. You know, I, I was taller than everybody. And then all of a sudden, seventh grade rolls around and I kind of just stopped growing. It's like I got six feet tall by, shit, I think I was six feet tall by eighth grade, maybe ninth grade. Okay. Yeah, I never, sure. I never grew after that, but I, I was gonna piggyback on what you said about being six three, and how that can that that can be a game changer. And people are like, "Ooh, he's so tall." I used to get that too. Oh, coach, you're so tall. I was like, "Look, watch, watch, see that game we're watching right now. See that guy?" And I'd point out someone that was six one at my height, <laughs> and they'd be the shortest guy on the floor. I was like, "That's how tall yeah. I am." That puts yeah. things into person, and they're like, "No yeah. way, you're you're taller than that." I was like, "No, that's my that's my height right there." Yep. The average height yep. in the NBA is what six eight now, probably maybe even probably high. six eight, yeah. And so, it's it's a huge difference. But your yeah. your your son's got some hops. He can dunk. I mean, I've seen yeah. pictures. Yeah. And where'd that come right. from? I mean, did he, did he uh, you know, growing up? I don't know. You know, I remember, you know, I remember my senior year, I played basketball in Maryland and I would stay with, which was a whole nother, like different brand of basketball. So, you know, like you've talked about being like kind of insulated in Aberdeen. And then finally you guys went to play with teams from like Huron and mm-hmm. Northwestern. Is that a city, right? Mitchell, Watertown. Northwestern. That's like, where the oh, wow. buckle hides went. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you're kind of insulated and you're like, how good are we? How good is, how good are the snows? How good is, uh, Bosma and, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mel Chow, you know, yeah, yeah. and Pikowski, right? Right. So, so then I moved to Maryland. And so in, in, in Aberdeen, you know, I'm playing basketball almost exclusively with white people. Right. Mm-hmm. So in Maryland, I moved to, um, a city where my dad was living and, they had, you know, 10 players on the basketball team. So they had, they had space. So I walked on there, I guess, in high school. And I played with like one other white guy and it was an all black team. And it was different basketball. Like there were a bunch of dunks, bunch of backdoor dunks and a couple shooters, but they were really good. And, uh, but I'm sure. I mean, I didn't play with any Eric Lines. Right. Now, how did you... You know what I mean? Like... How did you blend in? How did you blend in when you got there? Being like... Everybody was super nice. Super nice bunch of, like, just goofy guys, you know, Mm -hmm. who played Nintendo and goofed around just like the guys I hung out with in Aberdeen. 
So, and you're an easy guy to get along with. It's not like you. I mean, I could I could see you going to that kind of situation and being a little blend in right away. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was a great experience. It was like, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but that was your senior year of high school. That was my senior year. So I, but then you, you know, my dad had been oh. been living in in Maryland for probably two years, and I was like, man, I miss my dad. So I played football at Central, and then right after that season, the semester ended, and I was like, Mom, I think I want to go live with Dad in Maryland. Can I do that? And they looked at it, and my my tr- credits transferred out there, finished high school out there, and walked right into basketball season, played basketball. And then I was able to transfer the credits back to Central so I could walk and graduate at Central since I'd been there for so long. And then I stayed out in Maryland for a few more years. That's, yeah, you just answered my question because I was going to ask you because you, yeah. you came back after the basketball season then, or basically for the springtime? Yeah. yeah, I think I came back for a long visit and then moved back and then went back out to, to Maryland. And then after Maryland, you stayed there for a few <clears throat> years and then came back to the cities and then started living in Minneapolis. Yep. Yep. And what year was that? Yeah. I bet it was 95 or 94, I bet. So basically during the whole college years, you were away and then came back to right around. Yeah. Okay. Because when I start yeah. seeing you back at the Y, when we had meet up and play noon ball and stuff, that, that was, you would come back for vacations and stuff. Yeah. Because I'd come back a lot. Um, the hug- see my brother, see my mom. The hub city. Play some, I know. I mean, I remember playing at the Y in the small court, like Paul Fisher. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were huge Lakers fans, so we would all try to, we were like, we'd try to imitate Magic Johnson pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about how ridiculous those pass break, goofy Magic passes, no look. I mean, I joke now, my kids are like, Dad, do you ever throw a pass that's not a no look pass? Like, if you look away, we know you're going to throw it the other way. <laughs> That's your, your go-to move. <laughs> it still is. The no-look pass and the pump fake, man. You got to pump fake, like, especially when you stop. You, you got to pump fake. Especially when you can't jump anymore. Can't. Yeah, right. And I remember playing, like, noon ball against the old guys. And I was always amazed, like, how do these guys... I'm I'm so I'm I'm a better athlete. I can run faster. I can jump higher. I can shoot better. I can do everything better than all these guys. But yet they would just still kick our ass. And I always yeah. I could never figure it out until I got older myself. And then I realized everything slows down when you get older. Yeah, like you you don't you're not moving a hundred miles an hour. You start thinking a little bit more. You start seeing things differently. And playing in that small gym, going back to the Y. It was a great equalizer because it was so small. It wasn't a full court. Yeah. It was a full court yep. on a half court, basically. So yep. old guys love that because they didn't have to run very far. Yeah. And like when you're playing by yourself, like you said, or playing with a group of guys and you're trying to make your no-look passes or shoot your stupid shots, the walls are right in on you so you didn't ever lose a ball. It would just bounce off the wall yep. and come right back to you. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> Right. It was like an extra teammate, really. You throw a bad pass off the wall, and it comes right back. And I think to the you. track. I think the track got in the way on the corner, like corner threes. Oh, in the big gym. Shot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember bring, yeah. bringing that up. Um, 
in the episode and brought up when they, you know, during Christmas break, when everybody and their dogs would come to the Y. I hated that. Because balls everywhere. Balls flying, getting hit in the face, bloody noses, and people shooting from the corner, and it hits off that track and hits someone in the face, and getting your shoes scuffed up because there's too many people around. And there's... <laughs> But it was a beautiful thing because that's when you get the girls would come and you kind of got to show off for the girls a little bit or chase them around the track or who knows what kind of grab ass went on anywhere else in that place. But it was like just that yeah. place, the place to be. I bet you used to hate it when the football players would show up. <laughs> just anybody is like, <laughs> I love the regulars, but not like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing here? It's, Oh, I know why, because it's Christmas break and there's nothing to do. And that's where everybody is. Yeah. Do you remember what shoe, what shoes you, you talked about having to, in grade school, having to wear pay less shoes? Oh man. Yeah. I was (laughs) scarred because, because there was, and you know, pay less always had the knockoff, man. Oh yeah. They had like, I don't know what they were called. I, I should, I would, I've tried to look them up, you know, cause there's like air Jordans, right? Well, they had a knockoff that was like sky something. So I'm like, Oh no, dad. <laughs> so I did like, dad, just give me a pair of Nikes. Don't get me like knockoff paylesses. And my uncle worked for payless. So we got a discount. Oh, made it even better. I'm so scarred. I mean, I think it does build character to not have the nicest shoes, but. So do you remember uh, the very first time you got a nice pair of shoes? And what they were? Yeah, I think they were. I think they were like Adidas top tens or something. They were like, I think what Pat. I love Georgetown, who you know everybody did, and they were like red, white, blue, like Ewings. I think. So those are the kind that, like, I remember Bazanko, Scott Bazanko. He wore those. Okay. When he played at Northern, because those back then there was only a couple pairs of shoes you could wear. You had like the Adidas, uh, Nike, Manite. So. I remember watching Bazanko and Kusler and those guys, and they rocked those top tens. And you had to get, you've got a pair of shoes, and they would last you for a year. They right? had to. Oh, they had to. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you'd wear them at you'd wear them during the season, and then when the season was over, then you got then you were happy because now I can wear them to school, and it's almost like and you, you probably didn't have a, a an outside side pair and an inside pair, right? No, no, I no. mean, like my nowadays, my basketball shoes don't touch outside. My kids are like, you know. Obviously, by now they don't touch outside either. Right. No. Oh, yeah. You, you got to put them in your bag or however. We never really carried yep. bags around back in the day. I think we just yeah. carried them and put our socks, stuffed our socks in there, and took them to the Y. And sure. But yeah, I remember last episode you brought up the pumps, or maybe we were talking off air. About, yeah, yeah. About the the mm-hmm. pumps. Didn't you have yeah. a pair of those? No. For whatever reason, I remember you. You had a a big bulky pair of nikes oh so i had oh listen to this chad so i love david robinson right uh-huh so oh my god this is embarrassing i uh well although i did just see chad richardson's senior picture so i guess it's not as embarrassing <laughs> but it's close so i love david robinson he was my favorite player i read about him in college he was in the navy i couldn't wait till he got to the nba so he had these my so my and my teammates in Maryland called them my boots, my basketball boots. They were these ultra Nike Air Force One high tops that were, I mean, I felt like they came up to my like calf. That's, man, I think I remember things, those. I, 
I kept them in the box. They were in the box. I took my senior picture with them on in a suit with them on. <laughs> oh man, that thing is. Do you still have that senior picture? <sighs> it's somewhere. If oh, you... I should try to get you that. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll put it up on the. That'll be the. That'll be the cover photo for this. Oh boy. How? Yeah, I don't know if I can find that. I just remember you having a. Maybe it was those shoes. You just had a big pair of Nikes. They were huge, and I was not a center. Like, not that not that there were like specific shoes, but at that point there were enough shoes where I could have. Those things were monsters. I've googled them and looked them up, and I'm like, I can't believe I played basketball in those. And you, do, you, do you remember what what the they were Nikes? But you don't remember like the the, the style name of them. I think they were David Robinson Air Force Ones because I found them online. That's you should use that as the cover photo. Okay, well, when, when we're all done I'll with this, you know, yep, you'll have yep. to s- send it to me because I I can still no, see you at the at the Y wearing some big ass shoes, and I don't know if it was those or whatever, but I just told and you. you know my dad probably bought them, so he was always like, "Well, you'll grow into them," <laughs> and so I've also rebelled against that. I'm like with my kids, I'm like. I don't care if you grow out of them. You're not going to wear. You're not going to wear a shoe that's two sizes too big for you, or too small. Yeah, that's bad for your or feet. Or too small. Yeah, that's terrible and for your feet. And it's funny. So, like talking about like basketball height and all this stuff, I've spent so much time around you know kids that I've coached, and I get to hear their conversations, driving them around, and and like a couple of years ago, one of Micah's high school teammates, uh, Micah was a freshman, and this kid was a sophomore and I was and I just met this kid and I was like hey Thomas what uh so what position do you play he's like well I'm kind of a three but um you know I went to the doctor and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh 610 so <laughs> I'll probably be a center this is a sophomore in high school who's <laughs> planning for his position <laughs> a sophomore who's like six two right right <laughs> he's so waiting he... for that eight inch girls <laughs> That that was reminds me of me though when I was a kid and uh, the doctor yeah, the, the doctor told me I was going to be six seven I hate the, don't doctors shouldn't Let's do that go. to kids no just crush me like you believe doctors right Heck, yeah they, like, they, yeah oh he's going to be tall I can tell how do you uh, yeah how the hell do you know how tall I'm going to be but I like yeah I believed every word he said and I couldn't wait to be six seven I could not uh, wait six two comes also, around. Sh- Never grew up past yeah. it. Shit. Also, shoes, shoes. Like I've noticed, I noticed like years ago, five years ago, that my kid, everybody wanted to have a size twelve, like these seventh graders. And what? so I started noticing how how much room was in their shoes when they were playing basketball. As their shoes are falling off, well, they're wearing like the size they want to be, so they can tell their friends, "I'm a size twelve. I'm a size 13. Why? I don't get it. I don't know why, Chad. I don't know why. So they're flopping around in clown shoes. They're flopping around in clown shoes so they can say they wear a size 12. They're like a big kid. That's what size I wear, but uh, they actually fit me. Or I'll, or I'll ask kids, well, what size shoes do you wear? They're like, I don't know, like a, I don't know, a seven or an eight or a nine. I'm like, pick one. <laughs> that's not how it works, man. <laughs> Your shoes should fit relatively well speaking of shoes did you remember going to uh all dakota sporting goods oh god well my grandma worked there and i worked there briefly i did lettering there when i was in early high school i worked there really harry and barry harry and barry when did that place go out of business 
I bet it was open for 10 years after high school, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how they stayed in business after like, well, once the internet hit, I suppose, then, you know, people are buying everything online. And I think it was the lettering and trophies, I think, kept them in business. Oh, I suppose. It was lettering, because they did all the jerseys, softball, basketball. Sure. And then that's and they what, were like four blocks from all the, uh, athletes foot. Yeah. Cause athletes foot opened man. up and that kind of changed the game. Now it's like, Oh yeah. man. And I remember Scott Pizanko worked there. So you'd go in there to have him. And that was back when you actually tried on shoes and yeah. <laughs> put them on your feet and then they would lace them up for you and you'd walk around and look in the mirror at them. And yeah, I want these mom. These are the ones I want, but athletes foot. And then, do you remember seventh grade when we actually had to wear jock straps for the first yep. time? <laughs> so it was time oh to go God. to seventh grade, and it was like you got to you get your in PE class. You have to wear a uniform and you have to wear a jock strap. Now mm-hmm. I don't I don't know exactly how you felt about that, but that was kind of traumatizing for me. I was like, why? It was you- weird. I still remember it. How it fit. You're like, what? She's like, am I in like the village people? <laughs> and then you would check for it. And then, like yeah. our teachers would make sure like this is part of your grade. You got to have it. You have your jock strap on. You have to pull your shorts up to show that little strap. Yeah. And then the other part was, yeah, we actually took showers. Yeah. I talked to my kids about that. They're like, what? And I tell them like, <laughs> I'm telling like the spindle, the eight <laughs> spindle shower where you're like, you're like a foot away from all these naked dudes. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal at all. And you think like, when you think about like how society has changed and everything's like more open now, there's no way my kids don't want to shower around other dudes. Right. It's weird, you know? And they don't like, of course there was some kids that like, you know, they would wait until everyone was done showering. They yeah. wear their towel in there and they're embarrassed and they'd, I get that part, but yeah. it was really not a bit, it was really no factor once you started doing it. It's like, it was, yeah, yeah, we're showering, we're showering after, showering after class because we stink and we're in junior. Nowadays, kids just smell to smell. <laughs> and being a teacher, you know, me being a PE oh, teacher. Yeah. I used to tell my students, I was like, we actually used to have to shower. It wasn't even an option. Yeah. Now you right. guys don't even have to. I can't even make you. I can't even suggest it. Yeah. It's like we have showers in the locker room, but the, the kids look at them like, what are those for? Oh, uh, yeah. well, right. back, back in the olden days, that's what we used to wash ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't smell. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys just put some axe on and think you're like pol- yeah. polishing a turd. No, you still stink. Right. And that's one thing too, like thinking back on, you know, playing basketball all these years and even at the YMCA, I don't know if you did or not, but we had shower at the Y. Oh yeah. And it kind of made you feel like a big guy, a big yeah, kid. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You felt. Take your shower, got your workout, shower. You <laughs> got know, my five, some got my stick. five minute pump in up in the weight room, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> ran a couple laps on the track. Yep, through yep, a couple, through a couple back uh, behind the back passes against the wall. <laughs> That's right. time, time to go shower. Broke someone's nose <laughs> with a bad pass. Oh shoot! And I played some Pac Man on the. Uh, or, yeah. Was it Pac Man, the video game that we? Probably, was, yeah, I think Pac Man or Miss Pac Man, and probably some bumper pool or pool. 
Now I'm, now I'm thinking video games. Where was the spot that we would go? I mean, maybe it was different for you because you were at Howard Hedger and I was at, so we were in a little bit different part of town. But where would you go to play your video games? Oh, so this this is we played a ton of video games, Chad. I like, know you did. So. so we would go to we would go to Superstop up by us across from Howard Hedger, and they had like a cage with two video games in it. On so ca- we would play there. It was on the corner, outside. right? It was on the corner yeah. across from Howard Hedger. Yep. They had a drive-through, which is like a like Aberdeen, the, the capital of drive-through <laughs> liquor stores and right. gas stations. <laughs> you pull up, and you're like. Like when you think about like how lazy we are now as a society, well, drive-throughs have been around for like thirty yeah. years. Amen to that. But that was the spot where you guys played your video games. A lot of them, and then you know, and then there was always a different arcade too, kind of like Fifth Avenue Arcade or, mm. um, you know, downtown off Main Street. There seemed to always be an arcade somewhere. Where was the? Uh, I think me and TJ were talking about this, or someone from Aberdeen were. There was a place where it, it was only open for a short period of time, if I believe right, where they had bumper cars. Oh, Bump and Tilt. Bump and Tilt. That was a Bump and Tilt. Remember that, that spot? That was the spot. Of course. <laughs> so my so my dad worked for Super 8 for, you know, a long, long, long time. And so that Super 8 was out there by the Cinema Twin. And yeah, Bump and Tilt was there. I mean... 10 bucks, stay all day, play all day, bumper cars, all the video games you could play. Man, Talk, we we, they, we they, went there a lot. Yeah, you get the tickets, the little tickets, and skeet ball. I remember playing skeet ball or yep. whatever that thing and trying to win as many yeah. tickets as I could. And bump and tilt. How did I not remember that name? It's pretty a cheesy, easy yeah. name. Right. But that, and then for, there was also that, uh, a little video game place at the Super City Mall. Yeah. In the way right back. In the way back. Yep. Probably eight games or something. Yeah, we would always go there. <clears throat> I mean, I think our parents would drop us off at the Super City Mall and we would play video games for I don't know, three hours, our, walk around. Yeah. And it was the only mall we had at the time before the West Acres. But yeah. I also remember just driving our bikes around like back I don't know if kids even do that. Oh yeah, anymore. that's true. We would have we would have probably biked. We, yeah. Or going to, uh, do you ever, did you ever go to Northern State and go to the Wolves Den and played video games yep. there? And that was always like, we weren't sure the hour, like as a kid, you just think everything's open all the time, right? right. Yep. So you're just like, you don't look at the hours, you pull up, you're like, oh yeah, we would, because I think the Wolves Den might even had a bowling alley. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was like, ooh. We'd go to the Wolves Den once a year, and it was open, and and college kids are there. We could eat there. Oh, also loggers. Well, yep. So we would go to loggers, and they had a great. And sometimes they'd let you in. Sometimes, sometimes not. they wouldn't. Same with the Wolves Den. I think sometimes they'd let you in. Sometimes they wouldn't. But yeah, loggers. And we would was, drive. Was a blast. Yeah, I just remember driving our bikes around. It was like you're on expeditions. Once you're able to drive a bike, and you're more mobile. We yeah. just go on like these little expeditions, like, you know, if you're on the south side of town, going up to the north side seemed like you're in a different world. And same with vice versa. You've, you felt like from north side, you're going south side and you're going to a different world. And the bike, I, I just remember driving my bike everywhere. Like no matter where we, yeah. let's go, or we'd, you know, go find dunk ball when you're, especially when you're able to dunk now, we'd go to like to, uh, 
Mayoverby had a dunk ball hoop. We'd go okay. terrorize. And Lincoln, do you remember any of those spots? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln all the time with, with Jesperson and J.J. Doctor. And, like, <laughs> we were all – because everybody can dunk, man. And they had – cou- would just beat us up. <laughs> they, they had a couple levels of dunk ball hoops at Lincoln. Yeah. Yep. They had a really low one. And it was on an incline too, which yep. is was a little dicey. But that one too, you had to be a little bit more uh on point with your passes and all that kind of thing because yep. if your ball got away, it was rolling into yeah. Sixth Avenue because there was no fences yep. really. It was like just open open land. And then across from yeah. Lincoln was the Dairy Queen. With mini golf. With the mini golf. So, With a great mini golf spot. Yeah. So that was always like a good place to go and drive your bike to and spend a t- day there. Just mini golfing, Dairy Queen, dunk ball. And you don't lock them up. You just throw them on the ground. I mean, <laughs> I remember our, our loop would be, we would bike, we would bike to like all Dakota sporting goods mm-hmm. and bug the people that work there. Hey, can I see those pads? Cause you had pads for your bike. Sure. Number plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit on a bike. Yeah, I think I'm going to get this one. And then you go, we would go to the athlete's foot and I would try on shoes. I bet I tried on a hundred <laughs> pair of shoes for every pair I bought. And now as like an adult, I'm like, oh my God, kids. No, you can't try these on. No. How annoying with your dirty ass feet and your stanky socks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Trying on shoes and not buying them. That's embarrassing. No, no chance. Oh, it's embarrassing. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, and 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 buying hats. Like that was my other thing that we did. Like trying on and buying hats and looking at hats and going to the mall, checking out the hats. Like when we travel for like state A's, mm-hmm. go to Sioux Falls Mall, which is kind of the same mall as Aberdeen had, but probably you know better. Oh, the, ra- the Rapid City five Mall. Different, yeah, five different shoe stores, hat stores, and look at hats. Because you always thought, like, yeah. especially when you went out of town and you went to Sioux Falls or Rapid City or, like, you thought you were in a different world. We kind of were for yeah. us because everything was insulated, like we said before. But right. Adrian, it's already, we've passed an hour already. Wow. There you go. Final thoughts. <laughs> Final thoughts. I still have to talk to you. You know, there's so much I want to know about, like, your basketball so we haven't even got to like what you career. i know that was this whole point of today like <laughs> like like recruiting was there recruiting like what schools did you want to go to did you think about going to northern like and where did like you know looking at those old videotapes i was like wow so you guys had pete adams you tj eric rife who i forgot about Rigel. yeah you know and just thinking about now where where my where my son is playing like like when underclassmen play varsity that's a big deal right like when did you start playing varsity like there's all this stuff that maybe we could just pick up the phone and talk about it but also i think it's interesting and that's how i mean a lot of people know you is through basketball so on uh next sunday that's yeah. when we'll, we'll do it again part three <laughs> sound good Awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds great. So what? Yeah. here's your assignment for... for I don't next... want to have to wake you up again, though, Chad. You're never going to wake me up. I'll be up before you, my man. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, I, I want you to write down like specific yeah. questions, and it'll be that way, because 
we've already proven that we can go off on tangents and then we yeah. look at the clock and it's like an hour gone by and yeah so sunday same time yeah, yeah. and you're gonna be i'm gonna let you take the lead on the questions you want to ask i will yep i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna put you on mute i'm gonna sign off to the relic podcast and uh hold tight and i'll be right back you're supposed to say something now. You're supposed to say like, "Oh yeah, hey, good, good talking again, Jack. Good catching up." <laughs> you gave me that blank look again. It's only my second podcast, Chad. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you're getting good at it, and that's you're going to be on a third one. All right, brother, hold on. All right. All right, people. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day. We'll be back on Sunday next week doing the exact same thing. I'm out. You never know where you're going if you don't look back Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black You got a relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past, it can bring you to You got a relic, it come far and few Remember what you do, it comes back on you A relic, best to keep it true A ticket to the past, it can bring you to